So in his lieu during this wonderful beer week, George and I decided to do something pretty special. Uh, George, do you want to do you want to tell him? So we both very much enjoy dark beers. Not a secret. We've talked about it before. We've drank stuff. Well, we realized that we had a four-year vertical at our disposal of Nighty Night, which is made by Lost 40 here in town. So we've got a 19, 20, 21, and a 22 in front of us, and we are going to taste through all four of those today. Yeah, it's going to be a real fun experience with George and I. So like she said, we're doing a four-year vertical. I can't believe we we have a four-year vertical that's so awesome that 19 had to just get buried in the world and we thought it was gone and then when we went when we went through we luckily found it yeah i think there are other people who i bet there's somebody out there who has a full what seven-year vertical now yeah seven years i think so yes it is seven because last year when we went to the festival the guy had the six cans oh that's right each cans we are doing a four-year vertical, which is pretty exciting. We have some food with us. We have a nice hearty French onion soup. And then we have a balsamic glazed short rib, which uh, both of these are Trader Joe. <laughs> Trader Joe buys. We got, we got a little lazy today. We uh, went the Trader Joe route. And then also brought some candy. I have a Snickers and a Twix. I think they'll be okay with it. You know, it'd just be fun, you know. With when we're recording this, it's you know right around Halloween, and you when you listen to this, you may have some Halloween candy left over, so you'll get to kind of hear what we think about these this style of beer with uh, a couple different candies. And I know that John will be mad if we don't reveal the blind from last week, so it was the Louis Jadot white burgundy, yeah. So I was all sorts off. <laughs> I think I called it like a, a gruner. This is way, way off in left field. I need to get back into the doing this better. But I did learn that I should not blind taste after Thanksgiving. Because, you know, last week we had, I think, seven, eight different wines that we tr- kind of tried through little sips of them all before we had dinner later that night. It was, uh, it was lots of fun. So for this vertical, uh, George and I are going to start with the 19. And we're going to go from 19 to 20 to 21 to 22. And along the way, we'll, you know, we'll share stories. We'll talk a little bit about barrel aging beer, what we think it does, but also aging beer. And then we'll talk about kind of Lost 40s philosophy on it and uh, what some other people think of it as well. So uh, we'll kind of... And don't worry, we both have big bottles of water with us. (laughs) And we only sacrificed one can of each. So we're, we're only drinking a half of each beer each. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's how you say that. Yes. Go ahead and start. Cheers, George. Cheers. Thanks for being back on with us. Thanks. So uh, we're starting with the 19. Or see us out there on the socials. You'll notice that we have different glasses in these. The 19, we're actually serving in a red wine glass. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was because in 19, well, in what, 16, 17, 18, and 19, yeah. they, and 20, actually, they used red wine barrels as part of the barrel aging group, which is really cool. So, George, what you, you, what's going on? Oh, I'm just, I grabbed the 19 can. Okay. See I if thought, it gave me any info. I thought you, uh, I saw you take a couple sips and. Uh, no, it's delicious. Um, trying not to just down it. So it is um, bourbon, rye whiskey, and red wine barrel aged imperial stout. Yeah. So and the cans are super cool. Right. The, uh, they do a big festival every year. I think 19 was when they started the festival. I think so. Um, we didn't go until 21. 
That is no, wrong. we went 20. Well, we went 20, okay. but it was it wasn't the big festival that year. They just like released it in tap room. Yeah. And decorated with like some balloons and a couple of skeletons and stuff. Because of the COVID restrictions in 20, they didn't do the big festival. Yeah, and the thing they did which was really cool. And actually, you know what? I'm going to wait for that story till we get to it because we could that's the glass has a, has a good bit to do with that. These beers, if you've never heard us talk about them before, they are like George said, they're a triple or a double, depending on the year, barrel aged imperial stout. So Lost 40 makes a great imperial stout. They call it the Forest King Stout, uh, which if you ever get the Forest King Stout in, in the tap room, because I've never seen it distributed. Maybe, maybe a couple K. one year they distributed it and then they quit. Yeah. If you can ever get the Forest King Stout, it's a very, very good imperial stout. Big, bold, beautiful stout. And then they were, they would take some and age it in red wine barrels and then whiskey, uh, rye whiskey barrels and bourbon barrels. And then they would blend it all together to make this beautiful beer, which on the can, it's listed at what is it? It's listed at 10.5% alcohol, which is kind of what it always has been listed at. Now, I don't know about you, but when I taste this beer, it has just mellowed. Because mm-hmm. originally when you taste these beers, and you'll, we'll kind of notice that when we get to the 21, is it's very booze forward. Yes. It's always been booze forward, big beer. You get all those wonderful barrel aging notes, but now it has calmed down. Everything has kind of really mellowed together. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's very like the booze is still there, but it's a lot more like on the tail end of it. Kind of those last little remnants you get where when we get to the 21 and the 20, I'm, in a, I'm really interested to see how the 21 has mellowed just being a year old. Yeah. Because I know the 22 is boozy. We drank some last night at the it's tap room. boozy. <laughs> but I get, you know, that. To me, you, you're right. You get those barrel aging notes on the back end, and they're really subtle right now, which I love. Yeah, it's delicious. It tastes, it tastes like a really good Russian beer. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the old Rasputin, the aged old Rasputins that we've had before. Actually, your first episode. I love, I love the, old Rasputin. Had a barrel aged old Rasputin on it. It's funny. How many episodes? We haven't counted up. We haven't ever counted how many have been on. Quite a few. Yeah. We're probably creeping up into 20, maybe. I don't think it's been that many, but probably like mid-teens. Yeah. Oh, God, that's good. That's a sneaky beer. Yeah, that is that is the thing with beers like this, whether it's what we're drinking today being the Nighty Night or some of the other ones that are out there. They're sneaky. A lot of times they don't drink like they're 10 and a half, 11 percent. Have a couple of those and go to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Without any food and you'll be in trouble. Yeah. Make sure you eat and hydrate. <laughs> and not just with beer or lighter beers. Please hydrate with water or Gatorade. Yes. In between. You know, I've never seen that at a brewery, but I think it'd be cool if a brewery served Gatorade. Gatorade I know, or Powerade. I know you hate it because yeah. it's just too sweet for you, but getting that... uh. That rehydration. Well, I mean, the they used to have them at Flyaway, and then they had a problem with getting them, but they had those 180 hydration waters or whatever they were. Oh, yeah, the ref- refresh one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, those were. That was like the closest thing I've ever seen to like a, a hydration yeah. thing sold at a brewery. Those were really good. The blood orange was super good. And not just because I love blood orange, but it's actually a great flavor. Man, this beer is so good. 
I'm going to tell you this. I am not going to drink all of mine before moving on to the next one because I kind of want to make sure I can jump back. That was kind of my plan as well. And I'm trying not to just down this 19 because it is delightful. Yeah, it's really, really elegant. It's not, it's not big. It's not overpowering. It's very subtle. And, you know, I think, what was it, the 19? 19 was the year they introduced Daisy, the yep, zombie the push, Daisy. The pushing up Daisy. Every year they've done the festival, they've kind of introduced a new character into the mythology of 99. 2020 still had uh, pushing up Daisy. Yeah, 2020 they didn't do it because they didn't have the festival. Yep. Because dead girls don't cry. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the whole... I mean, it's on the can, guys. It really is. And it's up there. So Daisy was Daisy was 19 when they did the festival. And no festival in 2020. In 21... Daisy they, was still around. Because they well, had the cutout of Daisy at yeah, the festival. So they keep, they keep her around. 2020, they've noted, is the year from hell. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the theme. And then 21, they added more of... The, the zombie guy. And then 21, they added a zombie crow. Yep. Or a zombie bird. What are some of the other barrel-aged beers, Jordan, that you've had that you really enjoy? The Lord God oh. from Flyaway, which is another one of our local breweries, does a... They release it, and then they barrel-age it, and they re-release the barrel-aged at a later date. They didn't do any cans of that last year, did they? I don't think they did. They haven't done it the last two years. Huh? You know, I kind of make it a mission in life to try to blow the cake. <laughs> which we've, we've successfully... We've successfully flown the keg at the brewery. Cool thing that they do is when they release the Lord God, which they always release it right around Valentine's Day because it's a triple chocolate imperial stout. Mm-hmm. They actually will do a previous year's in mm-hmm. their flight. They'll do a Lord God flight where they always do like a coconut and a vanilla. They have like a coconut, a vanilla, then the previous year and the current year. Right. If you do their flight. Which I always think is really cool because that right there, you get to see how the beer ages. And they don't can the regular Lord God. Right. I mean, Old Rasputin barrel aged is always fabulous. Um, pretty much if you tell me it's barrel aged, I'm probably going to like it yeah i really like the mother familias oh mother familias which was the other beer that was on on your first episode uh the mother familias is the barrel aged beer from mothers mm-hmm. the mother familias is delightful what else um there's a lot of really good ones are and you ready to move on to 2020 so that we sure. can save some of that yeah 19 go ahead for... and you go ahead and start because well, i was gonna say i thought we'd oh, at least cheers that's still a little more yeah for only being one year younger than the 19 that's still pretty booze yeah that booze forward and heavy mm-hmm. you still get a lot of the booze for but it's, it feels sweeter as well definitely yeah. has a lot sweeter of a taste but before we really jump into the 2020 i want to talk about something real quick because this is a short rib goes really well with this 19 and especially does. the glaze the balsam if you get a little bit of that balsamic-y sweetness mm-hmm. that comes through it matches really really well yeah. with the beer you ate a lot of the soup i haven't actually eaten any of the soup yet i love soup <laughs> how did it go with the beer the soup is good i mean the soup is your pretty traditional french onion soup get your cheese your bread your onions it's good i don't think it's the best pairing i've ever had but it's not something if somebody said let's drink french onion soup in 2019 <laughs> 99 i would scoff at <laughs> yeah you're not gonna say no to that dinner no hopefully there'll be some burgundy around too or some pinot pinot and french onion soup french well. onion soup and red wine just in general yeah there's just something there's something special to me about a, a good Pinot Noir and a French onion soup. There's just, 
It's so good. Yeah. I had some of the soup and then I took a sip of the of the 19 and the 19 with the soup brings out a little bit more of that booziness to me in the 19 where you, where you don't really have that. But the 2020 is just delicious. Yeah. I will say for a store-bought French onion soup, this is one of the best I've had. Yep. And this comes literally out of the frozen section of Trader Joe's. You get two like vacuum sealed rounds of French onion soup. Mm-hmm. With cheese and bread. I mean, with cheese and bread, put it in the oven and, you know, an oven safe dish and let it basically just like melt down. And sure, when you're in a time crunch beats the uh, caramelizing onions forever. Yeah. For days. Definitely. It's really has a good depth of flavor too, which I mean, you can bump up if you want to. I had, French, I had a really good French onion soup this week in Hot Springs at the vault. Mm. I was waiting to talk to their uh, their beverage guy. It was late in the evening. It was later in the afternoon. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I need to eat something. So I just got a little cup of soup. It was really good. Probably some of the best soup, best restaurant of uh, French onion soup that I've had in a long time. This 2020, is, it's really good. It still has a good bit of that boozy bump to it. Yeah. But you still get a lot of like the roasty. So in the 19, I got a lot of like roasty chocolate and some light fruitiness with it. But with this one, definitely has that big wonderful stout taste has that dark cocoiness yeah and the and still boozy but i think and this is going to be interesting when we go to the next two because the 2020 is the last year they used red wine barrels mm-hmm. which i'm gonna go ahead and say i think is a travesty that they don't use that anymore because it added such a depth just a little bit of a different depth and <laughs> i loved because they would never use all of it in the 99 mix so there would always be like pony keg or two of just the red wine imperial stout Mm -hmm. it was so So good good. probably until they made the druids that was probably my second favorite beer that lost 40 did was that red wine kind of i feel like you kind of get some of that roundness and not as much booze but still that kind of lovely barreliness yeah with the red wine barrels i really want to know why they quit using the red wine barrels is it a sourcing issue was it a price i mean i that's what i would assume it's either sourcing or price herbal. Yeah. But it also could have just been storage. They may have just ran out of space. Okay. And they could only use them, you know, for most red wine places. They're not going to get rid of their barrels until they're pretty much done being barrels or they turn neutral. Yeah. So probably hard to it's probably hard to source it, or if they could, like you said, it probably just got really expensive. Yeah, because I mean, it definitely added something to this beer. Right. So 2020, what a hell of a year! And they, one of the ways that Lost Forty helped us deal with 2020 being such a shitty year, they decided rather than doing their festival, they did a coffin burning where they had a big wooden coffin, and when you came up on day of their release day. Which they always do this release around Halloween. And what you could come up, you could write a note on it and stick it in the coffin and they burned it at midnight. Didn't they burn it on December 31st? I to can't close out, I think they oh, actually. Oh, that's right. You got to, it was just on release day that the coffin was out. Yeah. But if you came on like release day, you could write your note, put it in the coffin. They stored the coffin and they burned it at mid, or like at 11.59. They set it on fire right. on the 31st of December to basically close out 2020. And I think you could still actually add notes. You might have been able if to. If you knew the right people. I'm sure yeah, you could, but. if you knew the right people. <laughs> but it was a really cool thing that they did to help us kind of process through that crappy year. I had forgotten year. about the coffin burning. Oh, no, the coffin burning was great. That was one of the things that I loved about what they did with it. And so this year, we're drinking out of a special glass that they released only for that year. It says... 
the year from hell 1999 2020 mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful looking glass a beautiful stout style tulip glass with gold with gold writing on it and you know the gold rim and it, it's a really pretty beer glass and it was just it was so fitting it's so fitting because that year for so many reasons for so many people was just trash trash oh, i'll tell you this that beer is still drinking good mm-hmm. still drinking real good it's definitely mellowed a little bit but not nearly as much as the 19 is mellowed yeah so i'd be interested to try these two next year right around this time whether it's another podcast, which you probably don't want to hear because it's been done, but even just sitting down and trying the 19 and the 20 together to see what's happened to the 20. Yeah. This is, to me, though, it's sitting really pretty. It, oh, yeah. It's delicious. Because you get all the wonderful imperialness of the beer plus booziness, but not overly. It's very well balanced right now. Yeah. I think so far, I wish we had a, an 18, not just because we could yeah. have an 18, but I'd want to know if that 18 is even mellower than the 19 because if I'm thinking back through when we were drinking a lot of this uh, at original release we mentioned that the 19 seemed less boozier that sounds familiar because we were thinking they may have been using all the same barrels and the barrels may just be done yeah not producing as much booze out of them as they are and so I wonder I wonder if all that comes into play so uh Omar or John, if you're out there listening to us, let us know. Answer some questions, please, and thank you. We've got questions. Now, I know... Or Dylan. (laughs) Or Dylan or Grant or any of them out there. You know, if you're listening, let us know because, you know, there's a big... There's a huge... To me, there's a huge variation here. Oh, yeah. Between the two in just a year. And we'll see as we go from that to the 21. Jordan, if you want to start going, you can. And I'm trying to think. There was one year that I actually never got to drink a pour in the tap room because they sold out so quickly. It was 18. Uh, That's what I thought. I thought it was 18. We went with my dad on his birthday, which is actually today is his birthday. The day that we're recording this. And um, he ordered one and I didn't. And then I went in like three days later and they were out. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, I was literally just here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was 18. 18. 18 sounds familiar. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. And, you know, speaking of the brewers at Lost 40 or some of the brewers at Lost 40, um, they, they're of the opinion that beer, you release a beer when you think it's ready. Mm-hmm. Aging beer is not they they don't want this. They don't want the beer to age. They think because I mean it makes sense. You know they're brewing it to a particular thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This is what I want it to taste like every time." I don't want people to drink it differently. And then you've got crazy people like us who put it in a closet and forget about <laughs> it for four years. I, I don't think we're the only people out there. Thank goodness. But there's a whole debate on you know that with beer now with wine. I mean, heck, they're let a, that babysit. Let the, well, and depending on the type you know there are winemakers that when they think about the taste of what they're making they're thinking about what it's going to be in what they think it's going to be years, in five ten, 10 years 20 years yeah. and then you have other wines that you're like don't don't let this sit drink it drink it now i don't want it to go bad this is exactly what i want it to be and so it's really interesting that the, the philosophy there on beer is a little bit different and you know whiskey once or liquor once it's in the bottle it doesn't age right so you can have a 15 year old bottle of scotch but since it's in the bottle it's going to taste the same if you open it in 30 years right that it would have if you opened it the day you bought it right and took it home yeah there's no there's no aging no aging there there may be there might be some stuff that can go on with you know sunlight damage or temperature damage but I, I doubt it i don't think so now how how's the 2020 
to you with the food. I want to eat all my soup and I've got to ration myself because I've got two more beers to try it with. <laughs> it tastes like chocolate. <laughs> it does. That soup really brings out the cocoiness. Mm-hmm. That's part of the stout or even like a mocha almost even yeah. with some of that kind of coffee flavor too. You and I have been to festival the same number of times, right? We've only been there twice. Mm-hmm. We and went- one of those years was 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we've actually only been to the festival once, mm-hmm. and that was last year where, you know, we uh, we dressed up and had a real fun time. It's a great fun festival. It's really fun. I love that they, they just celebrate dark beer. Like, that the, is huge The to tip me. I would give you if you're going to get tickets to the Festival of Darkness is it is worth the VIP price. Mm-hmm. Not only could you get a swag bag that usually has, like, one of their special bottles, usually, like, the Wake the Dead yeah. um, bottle, which is like their Coconut 90 Night they do. You get a four-pack of their regular 90 Night. You get some stickers, some different yeah. swag bag stuff. But you get in an hour earlier than Gen Admin, so you really get a chance to hit the tents before they're super, super crowded and try different beers from different vendors. Yeah. And some of those vendors, like Boulevard, I know last year had brought in some really special bottles and, you know, we found that out and were able to hit those tents before it was super crowded, try those special bottles where I think Gen Admin, they were probably gone or yeah. if any lasted till Gen Admin, they were gone very, very quickly. Yeah. and they It kinda, just got really, really crowded last year once Gen Admin started. They say that you know, you get to try special VIP bottles. I'm not sure how that's delineated. Right. I think it's basically like they tell breweries to bring stuff for X number of people and then bring something special for X number of people kind of thing. And that's why if it's there, you know, you taste it. If it's gone, it's gone. Right. Kind of thing. But they make sure they have enough beer for everybody. I mean, there's no shortage of beer. No, there's definitely not a shortage of beer. And like most beer festivals that you will go to, you know, you're getting a a tiny taster's glass. You're not getting a pint that you're walking around with. Yeah, you're getting maybe an ounce or two. There's definitely no shortage of beer. And it's almost all dark beer or heavier styles of beer, which George and I both love. And if you know of any other good festivals out there that celebrate dark beer, let us know. We'll see if we can get out there for one because that's... Like that's just straight up our alley, and if if you let us know and we come out there, let's hook up. Let's uh let's get you on a pod there. Right. I mean, I definitely will drink. I'm the girl who will drink a Guinness or a stout porter of some style on the hottest day of the year in Arkansas. <laughs> All right, let's try this 2021. Cheers. Cheers. That's still really boozy. I mean, yeah. it's not bad by any means, but it's still very like booze forward, booze heavy. So this is the, this we just tasted the 2021. This is the first year that it did not have any red wine barrel usage. So it's just rye whiskey and bourbon. Mm-hmm. And there is a distinct difference. Oh yeah. There is a distinct difference to these two beers that's not just aging. Like George said, this beer is boozy, but it's a different type of boozy. You know, I'm going to talk about, you know, my weird stuff now, which, you know, a lot of people may think is bullshit, but I don't really care. It's how I, it's how my brain works. The 2021, the booze notes are a hot of a higher tone. Like they feel more, I mean, hot's not the right thing, but more like they're liquor. You know, they have that kind of almost extra burniness to it and just a kind of extra warmth that the 2020 had a depth to it. It had some of those, but it also had kind of those bottom note depth to it. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. It's just, it's very, 
Like, it's distinctly different. So something I find really interesting, too, I'm over here looking at the cans. So your 19 and your 20, they'll say they're 10.5. Yep. Your 21 says it's 11.5. Oh. And even though we haven't gotten there yet. The 22? Your 22 says it's 12.5. They've got to be getting new barrels in. Yeah. Because being stagnant on your percent for two years, and then you went up by one person, like one whole percent, right? Each year after that, I find it very interesting. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting, and you know this this one, like I I talked about the booziness of it, and kind of how the booze plays, but it still has that wonderful rich undertone of a great stout. It's got that rich undertone of coffee and cocoa and chocolatiness. Yeah, very rich dad um i'm sorry not sorry that you're missing out on this but it's delicious great thing is is he's gonna be back like when this airs (laughs) and john it was my idea (laughs) so you know i was looking up a little bit of history of barrel aging beers and you know it goes back what are you gonna say i'm gonna say you're better than i am i did no research i am here for the food and the booze as always well yeah and i'm gonna bring in some conversation and some learning here so beer, barrel aging beer goes back for a long way. Initially, it was just aged in just wood barrels because a lot of times that's how it would be served or how it would be shipped in just wooden casts. And there were some that were extra aged for extra longer. The first one of note is Russian Imperial Stouts. You know, they spent a particular amount of time, two months, in oak or in wood before they were served and they had some extra slow acting yeast, which helped it to continue to ferment and get... You know, obviously more boozy and that bigger heaviness. And so there's all sorts of different styles. And I don't think it was probably until recently where using bourbon or whiskey, old whiskey barrels to change the flavor has really kind of kicked in. Somebody's a genius out there. Thank (laughs) you. From the bottom of my dark little heart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, people think about it almost all the time as being stouts or porters that get barrel aged, you know. Lost 40 sometimes. Well, they do. Sometimes they'll even do a barrel-aged, um, they do barrel-aged Honeybock. Yeah, their Honeybock, they do a, a like a double-love honey barrel-aged, yeah, super delicious booziness that it is. Yeah, they'll take their, their Honeybock, they'll doppelbock it, so they'll, they'll make a doppelbock, and then they'll barrel-age that. I've seen, you know, barrel-aged Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Beehive Brewing in Big Sky, Montana. I believe... They aged a Sasan in Chardonnay barrels, in old Chardonnay barrels. I didn't get to try it because I it was still in it was still working its magic while when I left Big Sky. But I was I was like I never even thought of that. There there aren't a whole lot of people who use There's... wine casks for beer. Yeah, that's true. I know I've seen some other, and of course now that I want to think of them, I can't, but I know I have seen a few others, but they are few and far between that you find those those breweries that are using wine barrels yeah. for their stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's, you know, kind of like we talked about, there's not a whole lot of characteristic a lot of times that you'll get because wine's not very boozy, you know, if you think in, in the grand scheme of alcohol. Right. Especially compared to spirits. It's not very boozy, so it's not going to add booze that boozy flavor like whiskey barrels will but it definitely i can tell from like the 19 and the 20 to the 21 it adds a depth yes a roundness to it that the 21 is is great don't get me wrong i'm very much enjoying this you can see how much has already left my glass fat kid on a seesaw over there goes straight <laughs> down but it's missing it's missing a roundness that I think they lost when they quit using the red wine barrels. Yeah. 
because especially bourbon, bourbon's one and done. So that barrel has a lot left to give in the form of, and especially with American oak, now going into wine tasting notes here, American oak is going to give off notes of your normal baking spices, but it's characteristic to kind of how you can figure it out is it will give off coconut and dill are kind of its two other main markers. And when you try, I don't know if you've done it, but try like a couple sips of your 21 and then go to your 19. And yes, we are getting into the point where we're drinking, you know, some high ABV beers in, you know, 30 minutes. So the uh, the bullshit meter, for those of you who think a lot of this is bullshit, is going, <laughs> it's starting to tick up there. But we are working here being very analytical because it's fun. I, to me, this is fun. I really, really enjoy this. So you might think I'm crazy. That's fine. But when I take a couple of sips of the 21 and go back to the 19, the 19 tastes flat to me. Flat in what way? Like, I don't really get any of those nice round notes that I got when I was just drinking the 19 by itself, because I think that the booziness of the 21 just covers that 19 up Mm -hmm. because the 19 has mellowed so much over the last four years. Yeah. And one of the things that I get is I notice the barreling more here with the 21 that like, like I said, that is, that's tasting like almost just like a chocolate stout. Yeah. Like not even Imperial. That's just because of that booze and your palate being taken over by that coatingness of the fresh beer. Yeah, for sure. Or fresh herb beer. But when I go back to the 21, that's when I notice a little bit more of those barrely notes of almost some coconut in there. Now, Lost 40 and actually a lot of a lot of places that do large releases of these kind of barrel-aged beers, they'll make some special runs of mm-hmm. it as well. And the last two, three years, Lost 40 has done a vanilla. I've done a vanilla. A vanilla, which is, a vanilla is very popular with a lot of people who do barrel aging because it's it's a great ingredient. It goes well with all the flavors and it's also easy to add in. Mm-hmm. And then what else do they do? They usually uh, do a... Last year, I don't know if they did it this year, but they did a churro. That's right. They did kind of a cinnamon... Like cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar. Churro. They ca- I mean, they called it the churro, but like a cinnamon sugar. Which we have one of those. Um, They've done the Wake the Flake, which is their coconut. Co- and coffee. Coconut, coconut and, and coffee, coffee. Which they got the coffee from a local grocery mm-hmm. Fidel & Co. here in town. Um, And then this year they did a hazelnut, and I don't know if it's a chocolate hazelnut. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it. Um, I, I saw it. Coffee. I saw it in the uh, case, and I didn't look too too terribly close at the label, but I did see that it was hazelnut. Yeah, so they'll try. They'll do the they'll do these little fun runs where they get a really they take you know a small bit. You know, for breweries like this, a small bit is you know probably five hundred liters, and play around with it a lot. Like we talked about, Flyway doing a coconut and a vanilla. We've talked about the wake the flake, the wake the dead. The churro. You know, one, I'm thinking about this. One style of beer that I haven't seen barrel-aged is IPA. I haven't seen barrel-aged IPAs. Not saying that they aren't out there, but... Because people don't hate their life that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be at least... You'd have to white wine it. I don't think you could use whiskey. No. Any sort of whiskey in there. I don't even think a brandy would work. have to be some sort of white wine kind of thing to get some more of that body in there. 
So how are you feeling? What's you, what you thinking so far? This was the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> this was a really good idea. And I'm so glad that we have, you know, three more verticals. Yeah, that we can do. That we can add to, make it a five-year vertical, a six-year vertical, you know, if we can hold on to it. Or we can just do a four-year vertical again. Yeah, knowing how well that 19 is tasting, I definitely want to at least have one go for at least one more yeah i'd like to keep <clears throat> at least one of those to make it a five-year yeah. vertical and see what 19 does next year right that's gonna be very interesting so food wise everything been good i mean it's just good food first it's just of all. good i mean it's just good food and for something that i did not take the time to do myself food wise pretty good mm-hmm. i mean the short ribs are pretty good um they're not quite as tender as mine but i'm sure they were not braised nearly as long <laughs> as my short ribs get braised when oh. i make them I I mean the refrigerator the refrigerator short ribs so <laughs> our sh- our short ribs are yes better and more <laughs> tender especially when we do the sous vide ones uh, anyway the soup and the the 21 are interesting because in all the other ones the soup has enhanced the booze mm-hmm. but in this one it plays the booze it down boo- it down the booze which was really interesting i'm really interested to see what it's going to do with this year's so any other any barrel aged beer stories over there, Jordan? No, no. There's an Optimator story I can't tell on air. Well, uh, that is not a barrel aged. So <laughs> I don't really have. I mean, most of the time, like because barrel aged are so heavy and so high ABV, I'm pretty controlled with my barrel aged. Do you remember your first barrel aged beer? I do not actually. It was probably Old Rasputin barrel aged. Okay. But I can't guarantee that. I think mine was MILF. If it wasn't MILF, or excuse me, Mother Familias, it was something from Brooklyn Brewing. Okay. Brooklyn Brewing. I think. I don't know because that would have been back when I was living at Rock Street, going to going to saucer a lot. Mm-hmm. Which we were probably, we had to have been in there at the same time. Probably. <laughs> With how fast you got your first one. Actually, I was there a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah but i don't remember i remember getting barrel aged beers but i was also like turned away from because the price initially because you know they're more expensive and i didn't really know and I, at that point i hadn't got into whiskey and it's a lot to much. spend on a beer that you're not certain about i totally get that because yeah. you look at a, a barrel aged beer that's you know 12 on the cheap end and upwards and it's like do i really want to spend that much on a beer i don't know right you a know beer that i'm not a hundred percent i'm going to like it's it's a lot yeah you know it also could have been now that i'm thinking about this it could have been something from boulevard it could have been the dark like the dark truth or mm, dark uh, truth forgot about that beer so good what's the other one that they do in a six pack which uh, first of all i love boulevard because they still do six packs, even on their high ABV beers. Everyone else does four packs. I, Boulevard has stuck to it with like three of their high ABV beers that are still in six packs. Yeah. But it might have been one of those. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, sh- I have a, I'm 99% certain that I was at Saucer, that I had my first barrel-aged beer. That sounds right. Or I could have picked something out from a liquor store, but I doubt it. Because those six packs or four packs also get pricey and that that price tag can be scary if you don't know what you're walking into i'll tell you this i'll take the price tag from 10 years ago over the price tag now (laughs) 
scotch prices are killing me today. <sighs> Come on, let's get rid of those tariffs. <laughs> Please. All right, you want to try that? You ready for the, the, the fresh release? Let's go to uh, Nighty Night 2022, the year of the birds. The year of the birds. All right, so cheers. Last one. Until I have to, you know, blind after this. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're still going to blind me on a beer. I mean, I did bring something. I know it's what the public wants. <laughs> but also, I'm like, we just drank, you know, two ten and a half, an eleven and a half, and a twelve and a half. Should I blind him is the real question. Um, yes. <laughs> America. America. Well, no, not, not just America. The world. The world has spoken. The world requires it. The world has spoken. There will be a blind. This is not as boozy to me. To me, I mean, it's definitely boozy because it's the current release. It hasn't had that time to sit and mellow. But to me, it's not even as boozy as the 2021, which is weird to me because you would think just being the fresh current. And being too labeled as 2%. Higher. Uh, well, one percent. Oh, I thought, I'm that. sorry. I thought you were talking about no twenty. But yeah, like to me, it's just it's not the booze is definitely there. Don't don't get me wrong. Yes. It's there. <laughs> it, it it is loud and proud. But to me, it's not even as boozy as the twenty one or the twenty twenty, which is weird just for the fact that it is the brand new current look at me woo girl. <laughs> <laughs> of the beer world. So you said it's it's twelve and a half, right? According to the can, they've got it listed at twelve and twelve point five percent alcohol by volume. See, here's another nerdy point. So brewers, if you're out there, Osprey Brewers, let us know. I'm always very curious of the percentages. Like, what percent of this is rye whiskey? What percent is bourbon? If I had to guess, this is more bourbon than 2021 because you get the booze. You get the booze, but you get a lot of just that chocolateness and the just the stout quality. Well, and another interesting thing is this just says it's barrel aged. Unless I'm blind, I don't see anywhere where it says like rye and bourbon or um, oh, it just says barrel aged. Where on the 2021 can it says rye whiskey and bourbon barrel aged, and then on the 2020 as well as the 2019 cans you have bourbon rye whiskey and red wine barrel aged so i wonder if that's only yeah you're you're right it, there's nothing about it being rye and bourbon it just says barrel aged which could which could contribute maybe they took out the rye maybe it's just bare you know maybe it's just whiskey aged or maybe they didn't have bourbon who knows you uh texting a contact interesting that's very, very, very interesting. Interesting. We'll very, to... very interesting. So if, you, if you're in the know and you want to let us know, remember socials, all of them, you know. Hey, Jack, you have my number. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, that's, uh, I thought that's your text and I was like, oh, are we going to do some brewery contact there? Uh, but this is good. So I, it's interesting. It's very much chocolate. It's very much booze. It's very stout, but it's not as nuanced. And I don't know if it's just the aging process, but it is not as nuanced as the previous ones that we've had. Mm-mm. No, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. No, no stories with Imperial Stout with uh, Barrel Aid Stout from, from Jordan over there. I mean, a story she can tell other people is the first time she was on a really cool alcohol and pairing. Alcohol and food pairing podcast. She did barrel aged beers. <laughs> I mean, but you guys, 
I've listened to that already. I know, I know. That's why I said you can tell other people that. What, do you remember the first time you had 99? Did you have it the first year in 15, 14? Were they open in 14? I they were. I thought they were open in 15. I thought they opened in 15. No, they opened in 14. No, they um, didn't have it 14 because they had just opened. Right. They had in 15. Did they have it in 15? I think they had, I think 15 was the first year. I mean, that would be eight years. So no, so the sixteen was the first year. I think I had it in sixteen. Yeah, I remember. I remember having it in sixteen, and I was so mad. I moved like I so I was so mad I couldn't take any with me when I moved to Montana, because you know a month. I definitely had it in sixteen then. Yeah, because a month a month after the beer released, I I went to Montana. <laughs> I moved. To Montana. I'm pretty sure I had it with you in sixteen. Probably, but it was so good. It was so big, so boozy. It was it was really raw. I think the only year since they've been doing it that I missed it was eighteen. Yeah, because they just sold out so ridiculously quick that year. Yeah, I think that was the first year it like really hit stride, being very popular because it kind of initially released. Well, in the first year, it went it went fairly quickly in the first year because they didn't make a whole lot of it. And it hung on for a little bit longer the second year, but that third year, it just it just went like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah, it just went like bam, it was gone. Like I said, I mean, I missed it by probably two to three days because it's in the tap room. I didn't order one. Yeah, it was. And gone. then I came back literally two or three days later and it was... tried to order one, and they were sold out. Yeah, it was gone within like two weeks. But anyway. I'm glad they've learned how to up their production, but this one, you know, I'm kind of like drinking them all side by side is a different perspective than just drinking one of them. Oh, for sure. Because when I just, because last night when I was drinking this and every time I've had the 2021, Mm -hmm. it's great. Like it tastes good. It's got every, every element that you want in a good barrel aged Imperial Stout. Oh, for sure. But lining them up like this, not only do you see the age difference, you see that there is different brewing happening. Because, I'm going to cut this out, Omar's no longer there. I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I don't know where he has moved on to or if he retired. But, I mean, I haven't seen Omar in the tap room in months now. Yeah. And, you know, I almost would, I almost would always see Omar unless we just went in for dinner. Because a lot of times at that point he was gone for the day but i don't think he's he's there anymore yeah this is the first nighty night vintage without omar and omar so interesting thing about omar and if i don't leave this in no big deal omar came from goose island where they do bourbon county yeah and so he he may have had more that historic story tradition of knowing how to do this and that may be that may be some of the sourcing issue too Mm -hmm. in ways interesting interesting maybe we should have had jack on with us to Right. Talk, talk the tea. We need all the answers, Jack. Man, that almost tastes like water now. Holy crap. The 19. Oh, my goodness. The 19. And it may just be falling off because it's, it's open and, you know, just well, kind of oxidizing. We've drank a lot of things, too, that are a lot more booze forward than the 19. Yeah. And your palate's coated. Your palate is... I'm not saying it's dead, but it's definitely been diminished. It's not as prominent Mm -hmm. and so going back to the one that is definitely the lightest of the crew it's it is insane that's so crazy do you get that too where it's just almost like water it's very it's almost like just drinking a stout 
Like if you go from one of these newer beers, like this year's or even last year's back to the 19, it's almost like the 19 wasn't a barrel aged stout. Uh, and it's not even like it's a big stout. It's not even imperial. It's almost like, you know, for people who drink stouts, Guinness is super light. It's almost like that that is like Guinness, like light, thin, I drank a Guinness delicious. yesterday. Yeah. But it went still, down like water. Yeah. Light, thin flavors there, but its body is just not quite as, as banging anymore. I mean, and Guinness is not, if I'm Guinness not mistaken, like it's like a really, it's a pretty low, like ABV. Yeah. It's like five, five, six, maybe. According to, now I Googled this, guys, so take the Google at what you will. It's 4.2. Yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it was way down there. Listen, folks, if you want to drink light on the scale, you want to drink in the fours, you don't have to drink a light beer. Pull up a Guinness. It's 4%. Well, I mean, four and a half. But anyway. Have Not you got- even four and a half. It's 4.2, dude. I was rounding. Did you not learn that if it's not... If it's under five, you round down, and if it's above five, you if it's five or above, you round up. There, but there are certain certain circumstances where you always round up. No. Banking, yes. Money, no. yes. Booze to me, I'm always going to round up. So if, I disagree <laughs> with money because if I have three hundred and five dollars i have three hundred dollars i don't have five or four hundred dollars well true but yeah in your analogy of rounding to a hundred you're still going to round down to 300 at 305 dollars i what i'm talking I rounded down not up you just said money always goes up right you're Mo- gonna edit all this out <laughs> maybe maybe not i meant more along the lines of if you're wondering about like cost of things I always round up. But that's not what you said. You said money, you always round up. Therefore, I am <laughs> still correct on a technicality of what you said. Okay, going to booze, I still always round up. <laughs> I don't, because if it's 4.2, it's 4. If it's 4.7, it is definitely 5. I'm, I'm going to play the game safe and just... He just doesn't like to be wrong, folks. No, I, I don't. Who does like to be wrong? Let's be real. Nobody likes to be wrong. You, you absolutely hate that's why i'm never wrong exactly so have you done the 21 to or excuse me the 22 to the 2020 have you done taste that way the two to the two to the oh yeah two to the oh to the oh to the two to the two to the oh to the oh to two if you can't tell i've drank more of my beer than jordan has (laughs) i'm savoring folks oh i'm too i just have a bigger mouth that's the truth (laughs) oh man it's yeah, 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 yeah. She's making all these fun faces. It, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Going from the twenty two, so this year's back to the twenty twenty. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's strange. It gets, Why did you make me do that? Because you need to experience it. Because it's it's quite astringent. It's astringent, and it's and maybe this is just my former life coming back to haunt me. But I almost get like. Yes. <laughs> ashtray. Uh, it's a little ash. It's a little ashtray heart for you. A little, little ash, and I did not like ashtray heart. I drank ashtray. Okay, I'm, I'm, if you liked ashtray heart, you're a psychopath, or you were smoking while you were drinking that beer. You liked ashtray heart or um, New Year's in a New York City hotel room. I disagree with the second one, but I understand where you're going. 
you're a sociopath. So what if you liked one, not both? You're still a sociopath. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> Are you a sociopath? New York City in a hotel. New Year's Eve in a New York City hotel room was a stout that got me into beer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mills, Mr. Josh Mills <laughs> is a sociopath. Send hell. Why didn't you like that one? Super ashy. It was gross. No. Yeah. No, there was another one that there. No, it that was... one was not ashy. Maybe it was because I had it right after Ashtray Heart because I did have those back to back. That it was Unamas Jesus. That's another barrel aged one. Unamas Jesus. Maybe yeah. not the original Unamas Jesus, but they have a barrel aged version of it. Um. Ooh. Um. She just asked me, may I cut out the little B, little who, from Brooklyn. Did little B? Let me look it up because I, I think don't remember. All I, think, I know is it was like eleven and a half percent, and there was one New Year's Eve at Saucer. I drank like six of them. I think there is a barrel aged version of Little B. I don't know if that one actually is though. We were also talking. We we stopped for just a second. I believe there's both a New York a New Year's Eve. Little B is by sorry, Evil Twin. Oh no, that's who that's who we're talking about. Not Brooklyn. All these we've been talking about have been Evil Twin. Is it barely? But Evil Twin is brewed in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's probably That's, where yeah. you're getting your disconnect. Yeah, they're also brewed in Finland. They have a brewery for Evil Twin in Finland. That's the twin part. But I think Little B is barrel aged. I mean, I have some Little B stories. Because <laughs> she was a Little B. Little Bastard. That, that song always makes me think of uh, Empire Records. So that's the song that's playing when they're taking the, the dude's picture, the shoplifter's picture. So Little B, um, there was one New Year's Eve that a friend of mine, some of his friends, rented out the downstairs like party room at Flying Saucer. Mm. And he invited me to go with him. And he's like, great silver shiny high heels and this great little red dress and an hour in I was in flip-flops because I was smart and I put them in my purse and I had had by the end of the night I probably had six little bees oh shit it's like 14 regular beers and I just remember one of the cocktail waitresses at saucer looking at me going and saying please tell me you're not driving tonight <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sloppy. I wasn't falling over, but she knew how much I had had. And I said, nope, don't worry. Got to ride home. <laughs> and then a bunch of us tried to go to um, IHOP because IHOP is typically open 24-7. Yeah. IHOP was closed. On New Year's, yep. Did you go to Waffle House? No, we went to Denny's because Denny's was open at 2 a.m. Oh, oh, yeah. Denny's or Waffle House? Those are your kind of two. Denny's was open at like two. And we had a huge group, so we didn't want to go to Waffle House because Waffle House doesn't have, they have tables that are for like two to four, maybe six. And we had like 15 of us. Yeah. So Denny's is who won. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember having a massive headache the next morning. Yeah. Of course. Massive. That's a way to start the new year. All right. Well, you know, anything else you want to talk about these beers, Jordan? No, I mean, they're, they're all so good, but they're all so incredibly 
unique and different at the same time. I really want to know what this year's was aged in. Yeah, me too. And if it was double-aged or single-aged, I'm definitely going to be making some, uh, some inquiries. But, I mean, they're, they're all delicious, and they all have properties that are similar. You can definitely tell they are the same style beer. They are done by the same. Like, even if you were to blind these, if you knew nothing else, you would be able to pick out that they are the same style beer, most likely by the same brewery. In my opinion, the 19 the only, might yeah. be your hard one just because it has mellowed so much. It's the wild card. But I think if you did it like we did it and you started with the 19 and progressed, you'd be able to figure it out. Yeah. You can definitely tell they're all barrel aged. Yes. As well. So, well, cool. Well, thank you for suggesting this because this was awesome. And now, because the world dictates it, I am going to attempt to blind a beer so jordan's gonna get that poured up all right so jordan has a beer poured up for me um none for her and as she said before i started this back she's like because i still have four beers in front of me i was like well i have three ish (laughs) you have four well i now yes now i have four (laughs) i now have four beers in front of me okay so uh this beer is dark as night uh, it is dark as Batman's soul. You cannot really see through it. Um, it still has a good little bit of head on it. So, newer beer. I'm going to go ahead and give it a smell. Okay, it's kind of kind of rich down the nose, malty, almost a little, almost a little smoky on the nose. But yeah, very very nutty, very rich, a little bit of smoky. Let's go ahead and give it a taste. Yeah. Definitely still some like nutty, spoky funkiness on it. Definitely malt driven. Not a whole lot of hot presence here. It's good. Should be good. I picked it. <laughs> good depth of flavor, but it's really driven by that dark, rich malt, light, smoky flavor, and some earthy undertones. Like I said, definitely malt driven. Do the color. Do the color and. And just some of the flavors of it. I'm going to go ahead and put it in malt driven. We're looking here. Stouts, porters, extra browns. I don't believe. I mean, maybe a scotch ale, but it would be super, super dark. Yeah, I know. Folks, he's getting out his phone with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, it's, it's getting dark outside and it's hard to kind of tell the actual Yeah, color. and the lighting in this room is not super great. But it's it's definitely definitely in that dark dark range, and I think part of it is tricking me that it's a little bit lighter than it actually is because of the beers that I've been drinking, with how big these stouts are. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan has always liked to be you know cantankerous when it comes to our our beer or any actually any type of pairing, especially when she gives it to me. When she gives it to other people, she's she's nice, but. I was not nice to the boys the time I blinded them. You gave them Woodford. No. No, Dave thought it was Woodford. I gave them A.E. A.E. That's nice. You you gave them. But I was not nice to them. (laughs) What's my point? True. Okay. Yes. But anyway. I laughed and wouldn't give hints. back Back to the actual beer in the glass. So I know our fridge. And it's Sunday when we're recording this. So. Jordan could not go buy beer in a store. 
Unless you went to a brewery. Arkansas. So I think this is a stout. I think it's a broader stout. And because, you know what? I've been wrong so many times lately. I'm just going to go for it. I think this is is that Subiaco stout. That stout from the the brothers at the Subiaco Brewing here in Arkansas. Uh, We have a a monastery that brews, brews beer out in Subiaco, Arkansas. So that's what it is. That's what I think it is. And uh, you're going to have to come back next week to try and figure out if I am right or how wrong I am. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing next week for our liquor week, but dad should be back. I'm going to talk to him what we might do. And I think this is something that may be good because of when this comes out. I think this I think the next liquor episode will come out the week before Thanksgiving. And I think what I'm going to try and talk him into doing is pie pairings. So liquor to go with Thanksgiving desserts specifically. So liquor. Yeah, liquor to go with desserts. Don't say it because you don't drink sweet stuff. Because most of the best dessert pairings are sweet. No, I was going to say you don't need the desserts. Your dessert (laughs) is the liquor. So your pairing with your liquor is possibly ice. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway. so Just I, a whiskey and a whiskey. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, but as always, kind of watch the socials when dad's not here to see what we're going to be doing. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun one. And I, I really hope he would go through this because I've got a great idea of what, what I'm going to do. So anyway, well, thank you for, following, for being here with us again, you know, at the end of this long longer episode that George and I have done. If you've got some great beers out there, I highly suggest that A, you hold on to some that'll age for you, but also drink some of them because this 19, I was going to hold on to, but George mentioned this and I said, that's a great idea. So it's a, it was definitely worth drinking. So drink your beer out there. Follow us out there on all the socials. We're acquired tastings out there on all of them. Also on your favorite podcast platform. Give us that. Follow, subscribe, like, whatever it is. And also, please, we would love for you to leave us a star level and a review. It really helps us to know what you guys like because we're always trying to be better here in our podcast because we're here to serve you. Because if it was just going to be the two of us sitting and drinking, we, we don't need microphones for that. <laughs> no, we and, don't. and we really do this to help you guys. And because I, I, at least for me, speaking for me, I really enjoy this. And it's a great way for me to connect with people out there. I always have a good time when I get to come crash because your dad's out of town. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get, hit that like button. Give us a star review. We love you guys and hope you follow along with us because once again, this is Josh Mills. And I'm George. And we'll see you next time.